Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give an amen to the Lord this morning? I'm excited to preach. I don't know if y'all can tell, but I am very excited to preach to you guys this morning. We're going to start off in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5 says this. My counsel is this. Live freely, animated and motivated by God's spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest. There is a root of sinful self-interest in all of us. There is a root of sinful self-interest in all of us. As I've been reading through Galatians, and I hope you guys have read Galatians because our pastor asked us to. So I hope you guys have done that. As I've been reading in Galatians, I realized that chapter 5 in Galatians really can help sum up what 1 through 4 and even chapter 6 are really trying to explain. And Paul here takes a moment to really give us an insight on the selfishness in our life. What I realize is that 10 out of 10 sin begins in selfishness. I lie because I didn't want to get caught. Selfishness. I cheated because I didn't you know it's it's it's, it all begins with selfishness and what Paul is trying to explain to us here in this moment is that if you are able to get to the root of your problem which is selfishness you're able to see that there's a lot more to life than what maybe the world has to offer if you can get to the root of the problem if we can God, try to get all the way to Z. Let's just start right here at A. Let's just start right here where the X marks the spot. You're able to realize that there is a root of sinfulness. There's a root of self-interest in all of us. And if you jump down to verse 18, these two ways of life are contrary to each other. There's two ways in life. There's a, there's a free life, a free life full in the spirit. And then there's a selfish life. There's a, there's a life full of selfishness and greed. And these two are constantly in battle with each other. You cannot live at times one way and then try to live in times another way. You can't say, I'm living this life full out in Jesus. I am a Christian. And then in one moment, want to be something completely different. We have to make up our mind. We have to decipher between the two. How you can't go how you want to be feeling any other kind of way. Living out this life one way and then trying to do something else. You have to decide what you want in this life. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit? So escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence. Why don't we escape the existence of a law-dominating experience? I believe too many times in our Christian walk, we have allowed the acts of self and selfishness to dominate the spirit and the fruit of the spirit. We're in a constant battle between ourself and our selfishness and the fruit of what God has for us. And in time, we have to decide who is going to win. Growing up, my parents, uh, some of you guys know this, I have five brothers and sisters. I'm one of six. I'm in the middle. And growing up, my parents, uh, we grew up on five acres and we always had 
all the livestock, honestly, you could probably think of. We had the horses, we had the goats, we had the chickens. Chickens are messy, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but chickens are, chickens are gross. People are like, oh, I love chickens. Gross. Um, they live a gross life. So do goats, though. Goats are, anyways, it's, it's, it's weird. So we had, we, had, we had all the livestock, all the things, and then at one moment, as my dad started to get older, he started getting into gardening. He started to love gardening. He was like, man, I really want to get into this gardening thing. And so he started to do all the gardening stuff, and it was so great. And, and, and what I realized was as we started to get older and, and the five acres just became too much for my dad, he said, you know what? I think we need to sell the five acres and move more to the suburbs. So now they live in the suburbs. So my dad, being the country man that he is, he said, what is the one thing I can take with me to the suburbs? What's the one thing that I can have that can help me continue to relive my country life? And so my dad decided to build a garden in his backyard. And this is what the garden uh, looks like. Maybe a picture. That's it right there. That's the garden that my dad has. Now, as you can see, the fence line, the garden is over the fence line. So HOA, I'm sure we'll be calling him sometime soon. I'm sure there'll be a fine in there somewhere. But this is my dad's garden. Uh, I don't know how big it is, but it's pretty big. Uh, and he has a little bit of everything. He has tomatoes. He has okra. I think he has watermelon plants. Um, I know that for a while he had a banana tree. He has a huge garden. And I asked my dad, why was it that he wanted to bring a garden with him to the next season of his life? What was it about the garden that he enjoyed so much? And he said, well, son, obviously... What I love so much about the garden is that I get a chance to see the fruit of my harvest. I like that I get a chance to, to plant a seed. I get a chance to put something in the ground, and then I can wait on it, and I can look at it, and I can prune it, and I can wait. And then I can go out, and then I can see the fruit of what I planted. He said, there's nothing better than being able to see the fruit of what I planted. He said, there's nothing better than being able to see the fruit of what I planted. And just like Michigan, there's been some pretty bad weather in Houston. And there was a really big rainstorm. And some of the uh, uh, shrubs and some of the trees, some of the gardens that my dad had planted kind of came undone. I said, well, dad, what do you do now? How do you know? How do you check to make sure that your plants are good? What do you do? He said, well, son, anytime you think a plant isn't good, all you have to do is check the root. If you don't, know how something is happening if you don't know how the plant is working out all you have to do is check the root you have to make sure to get down on your hands and knees you got to get in the dirt you have to see how the roots are looking and then if they're looking good I can just replant it if the roots aren't looking good I have to pull it out and plant something out but if you want to check the fruit you just have to check the root my dad said too many times that he would think that something was good. He would think that a plant was working out all right. He would think that the tomatoes were growing great, and then all of a sudden they wouldn't grow. They wouldn't flourish. They wouldn't get to the next step. They wouldn't progress in their life. And all he had to do was go in and check the root, and he would realize that there would be an insect in there, or maybe the, the plant was infected, whatever it was. But all he had to do was check the root of the problem to make sure that everything was working out okay. So it is in the natural, natural. so it is in the spiritual. Maybe you've been a Christian for a while. Maybe you've been living out this life the best that you could. But the question I have for you guys this morning is, have you done some maintenance on your roots? Have you checked your roots lately? 
Have you checked where you're actually planted? Have you checked to make sure that everything is flourishing the way that it should in your life? Maybe you've been a Christian for a while, but you haven't been producing fruit. Maybe you've been a Christian for a while, but you're starting to see that there's nothing really producing in my life. Maybe you've been a Christian for a while, but maybe your fruit is a little rotten. <laughs> maybe there's been some tomatoes that have been a little uncolored. Maybe you got some bananas that ain't looking right. Maybe there's been. So today, this morning, we're going to do some root checking. Today, this morning, we're going to do some maintenance on our life. We're going to do some trimming. We're going to do some pruning because I believe that we can't continue in this Christian walk without some maintenance. We can't continue in this Christian walk without taking a second to do some self-evaluation. We can't continue to say that I'm a believer and go out and give people some ugly and some gross and some infected fruit. We can't do that. So we have to take a second to self-evaluate. Jeremiah 17, 5 says this, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. So cursed is a man who trusts in man. I do not want to trust in man. I trust in Jesus. I don't want to, I don't want to trust in the government. I want to trust in Jesus. I don't, I don't want to trust in what somebody tells me. I want an experience for, for myself. You can tell me that Jesus is good all day long, but I want to experience him for myself. Anybody in the room want to experience Jesus for yourself? I want to, I want to experience him for myself. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when the heat comes. I want to be like a tree planted by streams of water so that when the heat comes or when the seasons change, I don't wither. I don't falter. My, my leaves stay green. My fruit stays flourishing. And I will not be anxious in the year of a drought, nor will cease. From yielding fruit. So blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. For their leaves will be green. And their fruit will always flourish. I will not trust in man. I will not trust in what somebody else tells me. But I will experience Jesus for myself. I will be like a tree planted by streams of water. What I realized in this Christian walk is that. And especially in the series that we end with religion ruining so many different areas of my life, I realized that when it comes to religion and the opposite of that, having a relationship with Jesus, that if I am stuck in one way of living my life, I will always experience Jesus in that one way. If I go, there's a, there's a street, that, well, so to get to my house, I live on 10 Mile, right? So I, have, I usually get on... Uh, I get on John R., hop on 11, and then cross over on Campbell to get to 12. That's usually how I get here. But today, 11 Mile was closed. Couldn't get here. Y'all, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why we was late, okay? That's why. 11 Mile was closed today, okay? That's my excuse. So I had to go a different way. I had to take a different route. But in taking a different route, I was able to get a different experience on my way to church. 
Because there was a roadblock in my life and because I had to divert, I was able to experience my drive to church with my wife in a completely different way. I feel like too many times in our Christian walk, when we get a roadblock in our life, we get stuck right there at that roadblock. And we stay there and we say, ah, there's a roadblock. Don't know what to do. I guess I got to stay right here. I guess I don't know what to do. I guess I'm going to stay right here. When God is saying, no, I put that roadblock in your life or I allowed that roadblock in your life so that you can experience me in a completely different way. I put that roadblock in your life. That way now you're able to experience me in a completely different way. And the issue with religion is it's saying that if I do this and then if I do that and then if I do this and then if I do that, then I'll be safe. Or if I do this and then I do that and then if I do this and then I do that, then I'll be able to have blessings. But what Jesus is saying is that scratch all of that, just have a relationship with me and everything that you need in your life will be ready and able for you. Everything that you need in your life will be ready and able for me to give to you. Don't be stuck. When a roadblock gets in your life, don't be weary when something comes in your life. I know that we get hit with depression. I know that we can get hit with anxiety. I know that we can get hit with loneliness. But God was saying when depression comes, there's peace right around the corner. When anxiety comes, there's love right around the corner. Don't get stuck with the roadblocks in our life. Galatians 5 talks about a root of sinful and self-interest. So the first point that I have for you guys tonight Let's check your roots tonight, this morning. Don't know what's going on. Guess I'm a little tired. Check your roots. Every tree, every flower, everything planted, every situation that is, that is in the dirt that is planted is planted by roots. Roots help get all the nutrients and everything else needed for these plants and for these trees to, to grow. The right places for these trees in order for them to survive. Roots help trees to grow. Roots help trees to live. But the roots on a tree are no good if they don't have a source in their life. If these trees right here, here in Michigan, if they didn't have a source and able if they trees don't have a root source in order for it to be able to receive the water that it needs, then these trees would die. If these trees didn't have something in order for the roots to grab onto and able to get what it needed to get to all of the limbs, then the trees will die. So my second point for you guys tonight, this morning, don't know why I'm saying tonight, is check your source. So it is in the natural the same way that it is in the spiritual. Religion ruins everything because we think that religion will keep our life growing and flourishing. If I do this and if I think that if I do this, then God will love me. If I say this, then God will accept me. If I keep doing this way, then my life will flourish. But the only thing that will keep your life flourishing is being connected to the source. The only thing that will grow the fruits in your life is being connected to the source. The only thing that will allow your life to grow and be green like a tree is being connected to the source. So my next question is, what is your source? If your life isn't growing, then maybe you aren't connected to the source that you should be connected to. Maybe the source in your life is the news. Maybe the source in your life is politics. Maybe the source in your life is your job. Maybe the source in your life is money. Maybe the source in your life is politics. Maybe the source in your life is getting the love and the grace and everything else from everybody else except from the one that created you, which is Jesus Christ. I believe that even in our own personal lives, I believe that 
even in our own personal lives, we can allow loved ones in our life to take place of Jesus. I believe that even, even, even in my own family, even in conversations that I've had with my parents, that there's been too many times where their children has taken a foothold in their life instead of giving that place to Jesus. There's been too many times I've seen families where they love their kids so much and they give so much to their kids they don't have time for Jesus. Most millennials today resent church because their parents were good at religion but not good at relationship. Most millennials today resent church because their parents knew all the songs, they knew all the scriptures, but they weren't producing any fruit in their life. Most kids that I know today don't have a relationship with God because their parents didn't really have a relationship with God, but they had a relationship with church. Listen, parents in the room, don't have a relationship with One Oak. Have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't come to One Oak Church again, have a relationship with Jesus. If we don't get a chance to see you guys ever again, have a relationship with Jesus. I would love to see you guys every Sunday. I would love to see your kids in here every Sunday. But if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it means nothing. If you don't have your own relationship going after Jesus, it means nothing. If you only show up to church and don't do anything else in real life, that's just religion. If you just show up to church right at 10 a.m., you grab your coffee, you sit down, you're so excited, and you don't see any fruit in your life, it's just religion. I believe the reason why Pastor Robbie picked this sermon series for our church is so that he wants to see fruit in every single one of our lives. He wants to make sure that there is fruit happening in every single one of our lives. He wants to make sure that there is more to life than just what is happening right here in church. I believe that there's so much more to life than what just happens here on a Sunday morning. But I believe that the fruit actually happens Monday through Saturday. Sunday is when you're able to get connected to the source. Sunday is where you're able to get some more water. So Sunday is where you're able to really make sure you check the roots. But Monday through Saturday is when we're able to go in and check the fruit of what we have. Mike, you guys can come. Galatians 5 says this in verse 22. But what happens when we live God's way? What happens when we decide to not be selfish, but we decide to live God's way? What happens when we decide to live our life out to the fullest? What happens when we decide to be in a relationship with God? What would happen if we decided to give our all to him instead of to everybody else? He brings gifts into our lives. Much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. In an orchard. Things like affection for others exuberance about life serenity we develop a willingness to stick with things a sense of compassion in our heart and a conviction that is that is that is basic holiness we find ourselves involved in a loyal commitment not needing to force our way in life able to marshal and direct our our energies wisely legalism is helpless in bringing this about this is what Paul is saying if you want the fruit of God in your life have a relationship with him legalism religion is helpless in seeing fruit in your life it only gets in the way 
among those who belong to Christ, everything else is connected. And with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed off for good. If you want to experience the fruit in your life, if you want to experience what God actually has in your life, get rid of the selfishness and start to sacrifice yourself for what Jesus has for you. Trees produce fruit. But trees don't produce fruit for the tree. The garden that my dad has, the garden the okra, the tomatoes, the watermelon, it's not for the plant, it's not for the tree, but the fruit that the tree produces is for everybody else. The fruit that the tree produces is for everybody that's close to it. The fruit that the tree produces is for everybody that's connected to it. The fruit of the spirit isn't just for you, but it's for everybody around you. Religion ruins everything because religion says, oh, look at my beautiful fruit. Do you see my bananas and my tomatoes and my, I don't know if tomatoes are fruit. Do you see all the beautiful things that I have? Look at me. Look at my, look at this. No, don't touch it. That's just mine. That's what religion says. But relationship with God says, do you, do you, did you, did you need some fruit? I, I have, I have what you need. Listen, I, I know that sometimes people, they, they feel like they can't get connected to Jesus so instead of you trying to get connected to Jesus I'm already connected to him because you can see the fruit so if you need something I can get it for you Do you need peace I have it you need grace I have it you need joy I have it you need love I have it you need kindness I got it you need goodness I got it you need faithfulness gentleness you whatever you need I can get it for you because I'm connected to the source relationship with God says hey do you need an apple do you need an orange do you need a tangerine I got that for you there is no law that can stop me from giving the fruit that you need relationship with Jesus says it wasn't because of the grace of God I wouldn't be here a relationship with Jesus says if it wasn't for the grace of God I wouldn't be able to have what I have now a relationship with Jesus says, whatever you need, if I can get it for you, it's yours. If you need some fruit, I got it for you. This morning, I believe now is the time for us to make a decision in our life. Are we going to continue with the way of religion or are we going to continue with the way of relationship? I believe that what Paul was trying to explain to us is that you can do the religious things you can try to do that but if you don't have a relationship it means nothing if you don't have a commitment to him and to his life it means nothing he brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears on a tree can we all please stand I want to take just a few moments here and allow you to be I'm to allow you to get some personal grooming in your life. I would love just to take the next few moments and just to allow you to get connected to the source. I would like to take the next few moments and allow you to prune some of the roots or some of the trees in your life. Just to take the next few moments 
and just to talk to your father. So right here in this moment with every eye closed, can you just talk to your father? Just talk to Jesus. Maybe you don't know what to say. Maybe you're new to this church thing and you're trying to figure out even what's going on right now. It's the Holy Spirit touching on your heart. And in this moment, if you don't know what to say, you can just say the name Jesus and he'll come. You can just say the name Jesus and he will come and meet you right where you are. There might be a need that you have. There might be a situation that you've been praying for and you've been trying to figure out how you can get connected to the source. Where well, there's a lot of believers in the room today that are connected to the source and they are here and ready for you to come in. And if you need prayer, if you if you have a need in the room, our prayer partners are coming right now and they're here and re they're here ready to pray with you and for you. In this moment, in the next few minutes, minutes, I just want you to talk to Jesus. Talk to him and let him know that, God, I need you in this situation in my life. I need you in this area in my life. I need you right here, wherever it may be. So worship team is going to sing and we're going to pray. And we're going to ask God to come into our situation. Worship team, you guys can sing. God, we want to thank you for this moment. God, come in like a rushing wind and allow us to get connected to the source.